Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As the Lord has it's me, I want to be Recorded live. ready when Jesus comes. Sign me up. Sign me up for the Christian Jubilee. Write my name, sign my name on the roll. I've been changed, I've been changed since the Lord has lifted me. I want to be ready when Jesus comes. Oh, when he comes, you know the trumpet shall sound loud. When my Savior comes, all the dead in Christ will rise. You'll know that I've been changed. When you lift up me, I want to be ready when Jesus comes. Sign me up, sign me up for the Christian Jubilee. I write my name, sign my name on the road. I've been changed, I've been changed since the Lord has lifted me. I want to be ready when Jesus comes. Oh, when he comes, you know the trumpet shall sound loud. Oh, when my Savior comes, all the dead in Christ will rise. You'll know that I've been changed. When he lifts up me, I want to be ready when Jesus comes. Sign me up, sign me up for the Christian Jubilee. I write my name, sign my name on the road. I've been changed, I've been changed since the Lord has lifted me. I want to be ready when Jesus comes. Oh, when he comes, you know the trumpet shall sound loud. When my Savior comes, all the dead in Christ will rise. You'll know that I've been changed. When he lift up me, I want to be ready when Jesus comes. I want to be ready when Jesus comes. I want to be ready when Jesus comes. Amen. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the privilege and opportunity you've given us once again to be found in a house of worship where prayers can be heard and mercy can be found. Lord, we pray that you let us down in the deep treasure of your word, dear God. Reveal 
the revelation of your word, dear God, for our day and time that we live in now, dear God, that we may walk circumspectly to this world and win the souls of men. Our Father and our God, we thank you and we bless you. We praise you and glorify and honor your name because you're God and beside you there is no other. And, Father, we thank you for being our God and allowing us to be sons and daughters of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Our lesson comes from 1 Kings chapter 12. Chapter 12 of 1 Kings. We begin reading verse 1. And Rehoboam went to Sheshem, for all Israel were come to Sheshem to make him king. They came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from the presence of King Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt. That they sent and called him, and Jeroboam, and all the congregation of Israel came and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now, therefore, make thou thy grievous, thy, the grievous service of thy father, as his, verse 1, I mean verse 4, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now, therefore, make thou the grievous service of thy father and his heavy yoke, which he put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Depart yet for three days. Then come again to me. And the people departed. And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, and said, How do ye advise that I may answer this people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people this day, and will serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servant forever. But he forsook the counsel of the old men, which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. And he said unto them, What counsel give ye, that we may answer this people, who has spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which their father did put upon us lighter. And the young men that were grown up with him spake unto him, saying, Thus shall thou speak unto this people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shall thou say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now whereas my father did lay you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father had chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king had appointed, saying, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people roughly and forsook the old men counsel that they gave him and spake to them after the counsel the young, of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from the Lord, that he might perform his saying, which the Lord spake by Ahijah the Shunanite, unto Jeroboam the son of Nebat. So when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel, now see to thy own house, David. 
not see their own house, David. So Israel departed unto their tent. But as for the children of Israel, which which dwelt in the city of Judah, Rehoboam ran over them. Then King Rehoboam sent Adoram, who was over the tribute, and all Israel stoned him with stones that he died. Therefore King Rehoboam made speed to get him up to his chariot to flee to Jerusalem. So Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. And it came to pass when all Israel heard that Jeroboam was come again, that they sent and called him unto the congregation and made him king over all Israel. There was none that followed the house of David but the tribute, but the tribe of Judah only. And when Rehoboam was come to Jerusalem, he, he, he assembled all the house of Judah with the tribe of Benjamin, a hundred and four score thousand chosen men, which were warriors to fight against the house of Israel to bring the kingdom again to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. But the word of God came unto Sh- to, to Shemaiah, the man of God, saying, Speak unto Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and unto all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, You shall not go up, nor fight against your, your brethren, the children of Israel. Return every man to his house, for this thing is from me. They hearken, therefore, to the word of the Lord, and return to depart according to the word of the Lord. And Jeroboam built Shashim in Mount Ephraim and dwelt therein and went out from thence and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. If this people go up to, this, to, to, to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah. And they shall kill me. And go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And he set the one in Bethel and the other put he in Dan. And this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before one even unto Dan. And he made a house of high places and made priests of the lowest of the people, which were not of the sons of Levi. And Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month on the 15th day of the month, like unto the feast that is in Judah. And he offered upon the altar. So did he in Bethel, sacrificing unto the calves that he had made. And he placed in Bethel the priests of the high places which he had made. So he offered upon the altar which he had made in Bethel the fifteenth day of the eighth month, even in the month which he had had devised of his own heart, and ordained a feast unto the children of Israel, and he offered upon the altar and burnt incense. First King chapter twelve, verse one through verse thirty three. The Bible said that we should not judge, but with the same judgment that we judge others, that's the same judgment that we're going to be judged by. And however we measure another person is the same measurement going to be brought back to us. Jeroboam, although this thing came from God, 
God stirred up the hearts of these people against Solomon because of what Solomon had did concerning all these strange women that he had married, <coughs> excuse me, and made all of these altars in high places for these foreign gods, these foreign women. And it angered the people of Israel. It angered the people of, of God. And it really turned the heart of God away from Solomon because God had spoke to him and told him that if he was to serve him and keep his judgment and his statutes and keep his heart toward him as his father David did, that uh, there would not be anyone from his house that would depart from the throne of Israel. At this time, the whole tribe, the whole 12 tribes, is one nation. And this one nation is the same way that like they said about America. This one nation was what? Under God. But what happened? They left from God. The Bible said that Solomon's heart had turned away from God. And that's a terrible thing when your heart turns away from God. So it lets you know that all of this outside show that we do, all of this talking that we do, don't impress God at all. It's only what's in our heart that God accepts. So whatever we do, we do it as unto the Lord. We don't sacrifice to people. We don't try and impress people. We do what God requires us to do as people of God. We don't work and do these things be, to be saved. We do these things because we're supposed to be saved. And it's supposed to exemplify the heart of God. Whatever we do for people that's, that's uh, not as fortunate as you and I, he said, don't go and blow your trumpet before men. He said, but what you do in secret, I will reward thee openly. And so everything that we do, we have to have this in our heart because of what God has done for us. This is why David's heart was directed so much towards God, because David had saw all that God had done for him. Some of his songs was directed towards how, uh, what God had done for him, that if the Lord had not been on his side, his, his enemies would have overwhelmed him, overtaken him. He would have been dead and sleeping in his grave. But God kept him. In 130, I believe it's the 134th Psalm, he said what? God mercy endureth forever throughout all generations. David knew about the mercies of God. And when we get to the point where we can understand and really embrace God's mercy and his grace, then we can fully serve God with our, with our, with our full heart. Because, you know, let me make this scenario here. Whenever a person does something for you and I, we like to express our gratitude, right? We like to let them know that what you did, you didn't have to do it, and I want to let you know how, how grateful I am for what you did. Well, this is the same thing with God. God wants us to express to him how grateful we are for sending his son into this world to die for you and I. It's not the expression that we make to God because he uh, opened up the doors and got us a house. Because guess what? When we leave here, you know where that house is going to be? Right where is that? It's going to be right here. The car, the money, the clothes, all that's going to be right here. And guess where we're going to be? Standing before God, giving account of our stewardship. 
So whatever we do, we got to do it with the with the understanding of God's grace and his mercy that he's extended to you and I. Solomon, somewhere along the line, he seemed to have forgot. Now, he spoke when he was younger <clears throat> about what all God had did for his father and how he had became king because of his father and because of the covenant that God had made with his father, David. But these women got to him. And he got to the point that he got so far involved that he couldn't turn around. To the point that God, the Bible said that God was angry with Solomon. That he was going to divide the kingdom away from him. And that he would give it to his servant. The last shall be first. And the first shall be last. Now this guy was a servant in his kingdom. He was a servant. And God took him from being a servant to make him king over Israel and gave him ten tribes. Now check this out. Now when Solomon was doing all of this, Jeroboam, along with the enemies that God had stirred up, now you can look for outside people to want to do your home and come out against you. But God didn't only stir up those on the outside. He stirred them also on the inside. He didn't have only outside interference. He had inside interference. Because when, 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 when the word got back to Solomon, the first thing he did was, 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 was wanted to assassinate Jeroboam to keep him from becoming king. So Jeroboam, he runs to Egypt. Now that ought to be something that, that resonates with us. Because when they tried to kill Christ, where did they bring him? Egypt. When the, when, the, when the angel came and told Joseph that they, that, that, that they was looking to, to uh, kill the child Jesus, they took him into Egypt. He fled into Egypt. And when, when Herod had died and he was going back home, when he left Egypt, where did he wind up? In Nazareth. That's why they called him the Nazarene. He came back to, 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 uh, to Bethlehem and dwelt in Nazareth. And so where did David run? Everybody ran towards Egypt. Now here Jeroboam, he runs to Egypt for safety. Why? Because Egypt was their sworn enemy against Israel. The sworn enemy against Israel. Now, who did Solomon first marry? An Egyptian. Why is it that we try and embrace people who don't care nothing about us? Don't have our best interests at heart. So God tells, tells Solomon he was going to strip it and he tried to stop it. We sing the song all the time. What God has for you is for you. Once the word goes forth, it ain't going to come back void. It's going to come what God set the word out to do. And so now the, the, the kingdom is, is divided. He said he was going to strip it. Now, the, it just had to go through the process 
It was already done because God's word had spoken. It just hadn't materialized. So now Solomon dies. And Rehoboam, his son, takes over. There goes to him before his ordination to make him king. But before they make him king, what they do? They have a council and tell him concerning the hardship that Solomon had put them under, that he would lift up this hardship off of them and speak kindly to them, and they would serve him forever. Now, is that hard? That's not hard. You don't need to be a rocket science to understand that. Now, these are the same elders that counseled his father Solomon. Now, if you're growing up in the house, you got to be hearing something that's going on, right? So why did, did he not take the counsel of these elders? He said, look, give me, give me some time to think this thing over. Give me some time to, to consider this matter. Sometimes when we get in certain positions, we get the big head. And we think because we're in a position, we can do whatever we want and say whatever we want not realizing that that can be our demise in the position that we didn't rose to. The Bible says, he that exalt himself, God shall abase him. But he that abase himself, be humble, put himself down, he, he's the one that God going to raise up. Humility. It's your, it's your strongest force of leadership, humility. Not swinging the sword or the stick to show people that you're the boss. People already know who you are. You know, when we do, you hear people say sometimes when a person says, look, don't talk about, well, who, who are you trying to prove that you're a man? Prove it to yourself? Everybody else knows that you're a man. You're grown. So why you got to keep enforcing who you are and what you are? in the house or on the job or whatever. Undoubtedly, sometimes people seem to have to be trying to prove it to themselves, trying to, you know, encourage themselves who they are. You know, you, we shouldn't have to ha be living in a sense of insecurity. We should be able to know who we are and what we are. And so when we rule with, 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 the, with the spirit of humility, God will raise you up, with, with, with improve your, your posture and your position in the in a, a position that you have. And so instead of him take the counsel of the elders, he go and speak to the guys that grew up with him. Now, how in the world, how much more could somebody know to give you instructions on life or how to lead with people who you didn't grow up with? And that's been, look, you find a lot of young people saying that. You find old people giving, giving uh, people, younger people uh, instructions and counseling on certain matters, how to raise their children, the different things like that. Oh, we don't do it like that no more. That's old-fashioned. And you, today we hear of more murders, more killing, more people going to jail, more rapes, more sexual uh, abuse and all of this than ever before. You hear it more now than ever before. You got, look, I was at, at work today, and this little girl walked another little girl to the bus. And the girl, you know what the little girl told me? Uh, I'm bringing my wife to the bus. I say, what? Your wife? 
And I'm talking about junior high children. Junior high. This is how, how, how brazen they are. This is how brazen they are. Why? Because the older people is not teaching the younger people. Matter of fact, in the book of Titus, it says older women teach the younger women. Old men are for counsel, young men are for war. But the younger people ain't listening to older people no more. They're not listening. We don't do it like that no more. And the thing about it, when they don't listen, you know who lap that problem falls in? That problem falls right back into the lap of the parents. Because you got to take them back in. You got to help them with whatever problem they didn't got themselves in. And that's money coming out of your pocket, time coming from out of, out of, uh, 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 from you that you have to go and help them to get out of the mess that they didn't made. And after you didn't help them, they still don't want to listen. After they got back on their feet and dusted themselves off, they still want to go back and do things their own way. These young guys, they tell them, say, look, man, you king, more or less. I'm, 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 I'm paraphrasing. What these young guys tell them, say, man, why are you going to listen to these old people? You king. Man, if I was you, I would tell them my father didn't do anything to you compared to what I'm going to do if you don't listen to what I'm saying. He said, look, your father uh, uh, made their the, the, the yoke heavy and, 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 and they yoke and, and whipped them with a whip. Let them know that you, you got a scorpion. You're going to whip them with a scorpion. Now, what a scorpion do? Scorpion kill you. A whip would only bruise you, put whelps on you. But you live through it. And these people lived through all that abuse that Solomon had placed upon them trying to get wealth and more fame. Once the fame and, 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 the, and the wealth started coming to Solomon, he couldn't stop. The more he got, the more he wanted. The more people came from everywhere to come and see about the wisdom of Solomon, the more he put levy upon the people to go out there and do forced labor. So now all the people is coming against the house of, of Solomon coming against the house of David because of what Solomon did. And that's, for, that's bad how a house could suffer because of what another person did. Now his son is going through this because of what he did. And his son is doing it because he didn't lost respect for the house of God or for God because he saw his father marrying all them strange women. And so now all of that problem is coming back to that house. We can bring trouble in our own house. But you know what? We always point the finger and try and justify and say, you know something, if it wouldn't have been for so-and-so, I would have never been in this problem. If it wouldn't have been so We blame the people who had nothing to do with it. We blame other people. Have anybody heard that before? We point the finger at other people, people who try to tell us right from wrong. That's the people who we point the finger at. And we don't want to hear what they say. Why? Because it brings conviction upon us. We don't want to hear nothing they got to say because that's bringing more conviction upon us because we know within ourselves we should have listened. So now Solomon sends Adoram out to the people to try and get them in order to, to continue to work. And what the people did, they stoned him. 
They stoned him. He was the one that was out there that was supervising the work, more or less, causing the people to do this false labor. And, and Now, they had them doing false labor to bring money into, into, into the kingdom. So what happens in our society? When you get the wrong person in office, all of these taxes, they labor and put who they put it on, who that burden is, who carried that burden? The middle class and the poor people carry that burden. All these programs that helps the poor people out, welfare and food stamps and 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 uh and 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 what they call them things that the college students get, grants and all of this stuff. They get into office and what they do, they start cutting. So they can take that money and put over for the rich people to help them out. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. These are the kind of things that God allows to happen to get our attention to bring us back. One nation under God. Yeah, nah. When 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 uh Trump when Trump won the won the presidency, didn't Obama counsel him and tell him and told him say, look, don't bring Flynn and these people in there. Yeah, nah. <clears throat> Caring about you know, 
how to look at how to go to sleep. Probably how our person might be able to go to sleep. So that's the outbreak. Probably know the outbreak. Yeah, but listen, you haven't, you, we, 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 I haven't mentioned the, 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 the power pack of what we're talking about here. All of this stuff that's going on, one, one verse of scripture defines it all. When Rehoboam saw what had happened, what the Bible say he did. He went, he ran once Adoram was killed, but he went and got all of Judah and Benjamin and all the people who had served with his father, the remnants, the Bible says, got them together, all of these fourscore thousands of people to go out to fight against Israel. And what God said, don't do it because this thing came from me. And so what you're saying about Trump, this could be coming from God. Why? Because it changed the laws that they, that they had placed this nation under, under God, one nation under God, and all the laws, they started to change little by little until we got same-sex marriages. They're fighting to, to, get, to get people uh, who didn't change their sex to go in, in certain bathrooms and all of this. All of these things being changed, being turned away from God. Why? Because they hear the counsel of the younger people, what they want. And this is what they did. They listened at the counsel of others rather than the listen of the, the counsel of people of old that followed the statutes of God. And so this is where our nation, this is where America is at, to the point that Trump then stirred up a, a, a hornet's nest over in the Middle East when he declared Jerusalem the capital of Israel, which is right. It do belong to them. But they tried to keep the peace and bring them together and work this thing out where, where, where uh, the Palestinians could be declared a sovereign state so that they can all worship at that temple. They can all go into Jerusalem. So now you got the, you got the Christians, you got the Muslims, and you got the Judaizers, which still practice Judaism, the, 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 the Jews. All of these people... And, and the Hezbollahs, all of these people that rose up, they've been burning flags and pictures of Trump and all of that stuff all over there. And so this is what the people say, look, if you speak right, what do Trump do? Trump don't speak right, he speaks harsh to people. Because if you say one thing against him, what is what is what is allies say? Oh, he gonna come back, he gonna he gonna counterpoint. He's gonna come back even even harder. But that's not always the right thing to do. America always looked for what? Diplomacy. They always sought out diplomacy, which was peace among all the people. That's why they was declared the leader of the, of the, of the uh, free world. Now they're going in the opposite direction. Rehoboam went in the opposite direction. He didn't want to listen at the elders. He wanted to do things with what was going to please the younger people, the generation that was coming up now. These old people is dying off. Man, I want to keep this thing going. So I'm going to listen to what these young people say. 
And so what they said, we don't have no part in this place. Let us go. And just what you said just now, the allies of America, of the United States, they, they, they're peeling back one at a time because we ain't got no part in this stuff here because Trump is doing things, whatever he want to do. And he's not considering the danger that he's placing other, other nations in. And so what they said, we're going, another, we're going to go another path. And so what, we, what, what, what the Bible says, what, has, what is has been already, but there's nothing new under the sun. And so we, who are innocent, is suffering from something that they declared to do. And, and, and roll on now. Now, when Obama came into office, the financial market was collapsing. We're about to go into a depression, not a recession, but a depression. And Obama borrowed all that money and, 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 and cleared and, and helped Wall Street and, and, and the housing market, Fannie Mae, and all of that, the, the, uh, the, the car industry, and all of that, and put money there and brought them back up and let the money start flowing again. And all of those people, who was the blame of it? All of those people that came from out of Wall Street, that he moved out of those offices. Who did Trump put in his cabinet? Them same people, the very same people who brought the nation down is the same people he put in his cabinet. Yeah, and Obama warned him, don't put them people in there. And please don't bring John Flynn in there. He's he been compromised by a foreign government. And what he did, he brought him in. Everything Obama said not to do, he did. Everything the, the elders told, told Rehoboam not to do, he did. He listened at the younger people. And so now what they're telling say, look, we don't have no part in this. We ain't got no voice here. We can't say nothing. So let David's house be to itself. Jordan said, now you take care of your own house. I ain't cleaning up. I ain't cutting your grass. I ain't picking your, your tomatoes. We gone. We out of here. So now he get mad. And he won't cause innocent people to go to war to fight. And so God said, look, these are your brethren. Go, go call a prophet and say, look, go speak to, to, to Rehoboam and tell him, say, don't fight his brethren. This thing came from me. Now, when I saw that, what, what, what got to me, how come he listened at that, but he wouldn't listen at the people before? How could you have enough sense to hear that God is saying this, but you didn't hear that God said, if you follow me and obey my statutes and my commandments. Why? Because God's had, word had been spoken. It went out. Now, the people sent for Jeroboam. Since now they didn't turn away from real bone that they didn't saw that this guy here is not going to listen. So now they didn't turn away from him. They didn't impeach him. They put him out. And they left to, to themselves. And the, and, the, and the ten tribes to the north have nothing to do with the house of David. And so now this sends for Jeroboam. Because they know Jeroboam was a wise man. He was industrious. He was the man of the Bible. So he was a man of valor. And so they wanted somebody to represent them. 
And so they sent for Jeroboam. Why? It still came from God. Because God had already spoke to Jeroboam through the prophet, Ahijah, and told him, say, look, God's going to use you. He's going to take 10 of these tribes and make you king over these nations. But you're going to have to serve God. You're going to have to listen to what God says. Now, the same one that judged Roboam is the same one going to commit even a worse crime against God. Now, he already knows why God is taking the, 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 na- the tribes away from Rehoboam. He already knows that why God is doing this because the, the, the prophet told him why God was doing this. So why would he go and do something even worse? Huh? Jeroboam. Rehoboam is Solomon's son. Jeroboam was the servant in, Jer- in, 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 the, in, in Solomon's house. And God told him, say that, he's going to take ten tribes away from him and give it to his servant. That's the servant who God was talking about. When he said his servant, he didn't name no, no, no special person. Now, what he does, he knew that, that Jeroboam was a man of valor and a very industrial man. He had it going on that people looked up to him. And so look what he does. He take and bring him into his cabinet and give him a big position in his cabinet, to think that he can control him. And a lot of times, this is what people do to try and win people over who then came out against them. They want to try and butt them up and give them something. But the more you bring them in and, and butt them up, the more, that, the more they're taking power away from you. They know something. He knows something about them. So look, man, I'm going I'm to I'm piece him off, you know, so he can, so he can be on my side. But little did he know God was doing this, yeah. Wasn't nothing that he was able to do, no position he was able to give Jeroboam that God wasn't going to take and put Jeroboam over these, over these ten tribes. He had to know about Jeroboam because it happened during the time that Solomon was still alive. Solomon tried to kill him. When the word got back to Solomon, Solomon tried to kill him. That's what made Jeroboam run to Egypt. Now Solomon is dead, Jeroboam is taken over, so he knows about Jeroboam. And so he's trying to give him a position in his cabinet to try and butter him up. But now he didn't heard what God was going to do. Why should I take a dollar from you when I can get 10 over here? I don't, I don't have to serve you. I'm about to be king where people are going to serve me. And so now Jeroboam, is getting a big head. And instead of him following the, 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 what God had said concerning Rehoboam and Solomon, he's going to do things his own way. Verse 20 says, And it came to pass when all Israel heard that Jeroboam was come again, that they sent and called him unto the congregation and made him king over all Israel. There was none that followed the house of David but the tribe of Judah only. That's the tribe down to the south. That's where David came out of the house of David. I mean, the house of Judah, the tribe of Judah. Same tribe that Jesus came through. Look what happened. 21 says, And when Rehoboam was come to Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah with the tribe of Benjamin, the hundreds, four scores, thousand chosen men, which were warriors, to fight against the house of Israel to bring the kingdom again to Rehoboam, the son of of Solomon. Now, 
If he had only listened, he wouldn't have to worry about talking about going to war. But the word of God came unto Shemaiah, the, the man of God, saying, Speak unto Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and unto all the house of Judah and Benjamin, to the remnants of the people, saying, Thus said the Lord, You shall not go up, nor fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Return every man to his house, for this thing is from me. They hearken therefore to the word of the Lord, and return to, and, and return to depart according to the word of the Lord. Now, this happening in our houses right here. Right here. The Bible says a house is divided against itself. It can't stand. And you got confusion that's coming. And guess what? It's always one person. It's always one person that's pushing up all the trouble in the house or in that family. It's that one person. And for some reason, everybody listen to that one person. They listen. Amazing. Why? Because it seems like they're wheeling the big stick. They got control. And so everybody won't be on this person's side, so they listen to them. Whether it's right or wrong. The Bible. Sure, it's crazy. Look what verse 25 says. Then Jeroboam built Shashem in Mount Ephraim and dwelt therein and went out from thence and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, he said in his heart, what did God tell him about? The heart. Said in his heart, now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. Now how crazy could that be? He's worried about somebody else taking position in this house, in this family. And so he's going to keep the problem up and divide the family so he can keep control. Before he allowed the family to come back together, hear a story of confusion and problem so he can keep control. That spirit of control is bad, boy. That spirit of control is bad. When people want to be in control, they don't care what kind of confusion it starts. They don't care what kind of uh, disruption it causes in the house, in the family, on the job, whatever, as long as they keep control. And that's what they want. What do you think Satan wants? He wants control. The thief come not but to do what? Destroy the house. Destroy the family. Destroy the church. Whatever it do. Uh, 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 Malcolm X said what? By any means necessary. It doesn't matter what it takes. It doesn't matter who it hurts. By any means necessary, I got to keep control. I got to keep this thing under control. I got to keep people coming to me, looking up to me, asking me questions, making sure that I got everything in control. Now, God then already assured him and told him that if you listen at me, you keep my commandments and my statutes and walk before me upright as David did, I'm going to make you a show house as I did for David. Now, everybody can look and see what God did for David. And you mean to tell me that's all I got to do is walk upright and do this, and I'm going to have the same kind of house David had, the same kind of respect David had? I'm going to do it. But Jeroboam said in his heart, now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. Now, he's in the position. He got the people on his side, but he's not looking to God. He's looking to the people. And so he said in his heart, 
I'm, this is what I'm going to do to make sure that I keep control of these people. He didn't want the people to go back to Jerusalem to worship, where God had said where everybody should go to Jerusalem, because this is where he had placed his name at, and so he built his own little temple, his own little high place, to keep control of the people. <laughs> hey, Harry, how you like that? He's going to build his own stuff up. Why? Because he want to maintain control. Look what he says in his heart. He said, if this people go up to sacrifice in the house of the Lord, not in anybody's house, but where at? In the house of the Lord. At Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah. And they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Now, how in the world could he be that crazy to think like this after God just spoke to him? Yeah. The Bible says a man thinking in his heart. So is he. He's doing this to himself. Nobody else. He's doing this to himself. And that's the way people think inside of a family. They sit down and counsel with themselves. And they, de- and they devise all of these crazy schemes and things to try and maintain control of the, of the family, the church. You just saw churches destroyed because of a family inside of the church, and they want to maintain control. The deacon, because he, he, he might not be the head deacon anymore or whatever auxiliary, and they tear the church up. Huh? They'd rather tear the church down than to see it succeed in the hands of somebody else. Same thing with the family. They keep the they keep the 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 the, bee, the harness nest stirred up. And as long as they got everybody angry and 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 and, and discarded in their mind, they're gonna keep following the one who who stirred up the bee nest. If this people go up to, to sacrifice in the house of the Lord, and so in other words, he's saying, look, if we allow this, 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 somebody to get a voice inside of here and try and straighten this, this, this confusion out, I'm going to lose control, and then everybody's going to see that I was the culprit. Right. And so before I allow people to see that I'm the culprit and I'm the one that started this confusion and trouble, I'm going to make sure that nobody come together. And so now if the house is divided, If these people go up, if they go up, if they come together, then I might lose control of them, and they might return back to real bone. But they may return back to being a whole household, and everybody's going to come together and find out that I was the culprit. I started this. Then shall the heart of the people return again unto their Lord, even unto real bone. See, their heart is against real bone now because of what real bone says. And see, the lie goes out and say, well, this person said this and this person said that, and this is how it is. And so everybody listening at the person, what did the Bible say about the Satan? He is the father of a lie. No, God is not the author of confusion. That's what the Bible says about God. But the Bible says that, that Satan is the, is, the, is the father of a lie. In other words, he's saying he's the one who fathered the lie. 
Who fathered that child? He fathered him. Who fathered the lie? The devil did. The very first lie that, that came out, it came from Satan. And that's why they say he's the father of a lie. It all started with him. And so whenever you find people that are saying some untruth and keeping confusion going on, the devil is at work. He's in the midst of that. Now, real bomb, he, he got this in his mind that if the people go to Jerusalem to worship, they're all going to be turned back to real bomb and going to miss home and say, well, we're going re- to stay here and, 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 and we're going to kill Jeroboam. This is what he's saying in his mind. But God already had, had assured him through the mouth of the prophet. Now, everything the prophet told him up to this point, it came to pass. So if that came to pass, why the rest won't come to pass if he, won't, if he just allowed God to do his, what God said he would do? But now he, he got this in his own mind. And that's what people do, yeah. They put this in their mind, and sometimes when a person puts something in their mind, it's hard for you to change them. I don't care what you say, what you do. I don't care what kind of olive branch you, you stretch out, they're going to set that olive branch on fire. It's not until God steps in. It's nothing that you can do but pray. Give this thing to God because it got to be God. It got to, why? Because it came from God. If it came from God, then you got to give it back to God and let him work that situation out. But this guy here, he didn't concede it in his mind. See what worked out. Yeah. That's that, That's why your faith is tried. That's why your faith is tried. Yeah. 
that was a part of our that's a part of our our uh mission statement our logo on on our on our thing where your faith is exercised right through the through the power of prayer of faith or something like that I forget how to how how it go but I yeah. Yeah, well, you think about it, everything that's done, God allows for a purpose. And God is trying to trying to prove that he's God. You know, sometimes we want to be God in the house. We want people to listen at what we say. But it's not what we say if we call ourselves children of God. It got to, God got to have the final say, so it got to be what God wants. And see, you, you hear people say some trouble or some things or confusion or whatever is like quicksand. The more you the wiggle, the deeper you sink, which means that it don't get better, it gets worse until, unless we give it to God, <clears throat> unless we give it to God. Because the more you try and make yourself right and, and, and show your point, then they got a point too. They got a point too. The Bible said, let every man be a liar, but let God be true. Unless it's God's truth. There's no settlement in this because, look, I'm a man like you're a man. I got my point just like you got your point. I got my opinion just like you got your opinion. Same thing with a woman. They're grown too. They're adults. They're going to have their opinion or whatever. Okay. Then let's see what God says. This is the final matter. You know, we, 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 the same way like they, they vote in the House or the Senate or whatever, and, 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 and it's, a, it's a tie. Who, 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 who's, who comes and declares the tie broken? The vice president, right? Okay. He's in charge of the, of the voting inside the House. Same thing with God. I'm in, if, if I'm inside your house, I declare what's right and what's wrong. It's a tie. You got your opinion. You got your, you know, so we still stalemate. We stalemate. So let's, let's see who, where the vote is going to be cast at, on your side or on our side. Let's see what God says about this matter. You can't you you cannot accept the outcome of the word if you're accepting God because He is the Word. The Bible said in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now, in order for us to accept God, we have to accept His Word. 
That's why I'm saying his word is the final outcome. Regardless of how much we want to be right and what we say or do, wrong would never make a right because God had the final outcome. He had the final say. So he's the one that breaks the tie in the vote or in the opinions of people. And we have to see what God say about this. Now, whenever we look and see what God say, we have to be Christian enough, not man or woman enough, but Christian enough to say, well, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I got what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm convicted by it as much as anyone else. Because he's going to show it to me first. That's the only way I could teach it. Because, see, the Bible said the word of God is spirit and it is life. Why is it spirit? Because it's a word. Can you see the words coming out of my mouth? You can't see no words. You can hear them. It's spirit. Where's the life at? Where we live everyday life. This word that was, that was written over 2,000 years ago is still vibrant even today because the same confusion that's happening in David's house, Solomon's house, now in Rehoboam's house, it's happening in your house, in my house, in everybody else's house. And the only one that's going to cause the peace to come is God. He said, my peace I give you and my peace I leave with you. We can't bring peace to ourselves. Because then people looking up to you rather than looking to God. And sometimes we think that certain positions we hold in our family or whatever or on the job, I could settle this matter. Look, let me, let me tell you all this, that, and the other. So now you put yourself on the line because of now what you didn't say, because now they're not going to question nobody else when something go wrong with what you didn't say. They're coming to you. They're coming to you. But if we allow God to settle the matter, and everybody accept what God said. This is why the confusion is here. They didn't accept what God said. They wanted to do things their own way. And that's what happened in families on the job. We, they want to do, you want to do things their own way because they want to make themselves to be heard. And the more we want to be heard, the less people see of God. It got to be about God. All glory goes to God. It doesn't matter whether you're a pastor, whether you're just one of the members in the church. It doesn't matter of a position. Matter of fact, there was king over a whole nation. But God chastised them because of what they did or what they failed to do. God had the final say so. I don't care how big you think you are. But when you put your opinion in that matter and try and tell people and correct the matter yourself, then people is not looking to nobody else 
but you. Because now if this thing go wrong or whatever, they're going to look at you. But if we say, look, let's look and see what God says. Who's going to go against God? Who you, who, who you know that's big and bad enough to fight against God? We can't win that battle. That's a battle you ain't going to never win. Late Pastor Cross used to always tell us in Bible study, it's better for you to change to the word than the word to change for you. The word ain't going to change. You remember him saying that? He used to say that all the time. It's much better for you to change, let the word change you, than you to change the word. The word ain't going to change. It's going to remain the same. It ain't going to change for me, you, or nobody else. This word been here before you and I came on the scene. And it's going to be here when you and I leave. It ain't going to change. You can go, you can go to, to somebody you know that's real old, had their Bible since they was a child. Look at that Bible and look at the one that's printed today, as long as it's a King James, and see if the same word in that Bible that they had came out of slavery with or whatever, and see if it's saying the same thing that the Bible is saying today. It's going to say the same thing. See what you're saying? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought you brought that scenario up. Because I remember when Eric and Tanner was having differences. Tanner had came home. She came back to the house. We was living there with me. I'm sitting in the in the den where I had the pulpit at, where, where it was set up. I'm sitting in there reading the Bible when Tanner came in the house. She came in there crying, sitting down talking to me. And she was talking about divorce or whatever she was saying. And I told her, say, look. What the word of God say? That's what I, that's what I, she'll tell you today. She'll tell you today. I informed and look, now I'm feeling bad for her. I'm hurting because I'm looking at her crying because she's hurting. And she making, she want to make a decision out of the pain that she had at that time. But I had to give her what the word said. I couldn't give her my opinion as a father. I had to give her the opinion of what God's word is saying to her. And she trusted in the word that I gave her, and her and her husband is still together today. Now, I'm not saying just that one night did it, but what you said about Erica, it took, yeah. Wrong. Maybe because of the folks involved. 
or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? But for Christ's sake, yeah. Is even for that individual's sake because you can't allow them to continue to go wrong and believe that they're right because now the Bible says their blood is required at your hand. So it's incumbent upon you and I to tell people the truth regardless to who it is.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.